Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching Podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where each week we discuss how to live happier, healthier and more productive lives. I hope you've all been really, really well and that you are where you wanted to be at this stage of the year. We're halfway through 2022, which just seems crazy to say, but that is that is the truth. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank each and every one of you who's reached out to me after the podcast, after the midweek meditations. I've really loved hearing your feedback and how you've been applying the topics from the podcast to your daily lives, and also how the meditations have been helpful and how they've been very healing for you. So thank you ever so much. Please do keep reaching out to me, getting in touch, and let me know how you are using these podcasts and these meditations to improve your day-to-day life. Before I begin today, I'd just like to give a shout out to my mate Zach, who helps me out with the website. I want to thank you again, mate, for updating the site and adding a few new touches. It really does mean a lot to me. So if you guys listening to this have not been to the website before, check it out. Why not pop over there, take a little look. It's unionpowercoaching.com. And when you're there, you're going to see information about the transformation coaching, the yoga, the meditation, and the mindfulness services available here at Union Power Coaching, along with client reviews and pricing, as well as being able to contact me there. So please do feel free to contact me through the website with any questions that you may have, and I will gladly get back to you. And also, if you've got any ideas for podcast topics that you would like to hear me talk about, drop me a message through the website, unionpowercoaching.com, and I will gladly do that for you. So once again, Zach, mate, thanks ever, ever so much. I'm very, very grateful for your help, your friendship, and your support with what I am trying to do here. So today, I'm going to talk about setting goals, how to set them, how to stay on track, how to bounce back from setbacks, and how to stay flexible in our approach to achieving them. Very often when we set goals, by the time we actually achieve them, the goals may have changed in some way or even totally changed. The initial goal is often like the lighting of a match to get us started, but not necessarily the determined endpoint or guaranteed endpoint. It can be this, of course. It's not to say that every goal we set out on isn't where we're going to end up and it's going to change. However, we really, really should allow ourselves from the beginning, from the start of reaching a goal or working towards a goal, should I say, we need to be open to changes and to be flexible in our approach and in our methods. Because at the end of the day, we're always going to have obstacles to climb over and unexpected blocks that mean we have to turn around a few times, take detours. This is unfortunate. Things are always going to crop up. And especially when we're unprepared or even naive in how we prepare for a goal. Because this is when we are more likely to give up before we've even gotten started. So when researching for this episode, I was actually amazed to learn that 43%, 43% of people give up on their goals after just one month. And 80% of people give up on a New Year's resolution by February. So I started taking piano lessons this year after it having been my New Year's resolution for, I don't know, maybe seven years or maybe even more, maybe 10 years. I always wanted to learn the piano. I played the guitar since I was younger 
and learning the piano was always something I wanted to do and every December 31st that was my new year's resolution this year I'm gonna learn the piano but I never did I guess technically you could say I never gave up on the lessons as I never actually began them but I did give up for many years in a row until this year when I finally bought a block of lessons at the end of last year to make sure that I started at the beginning of this year. So pre-paying for something that we want to do is a really, really good way to start working towards it as this way we've already invested in advance and we won't want to waste our money, right? It's sat there waiting for us. We no longer have to mull it over and over. It's already there. We've already put down our money. All there is to do is get started. If our resolution or our goal, however, doesn't involve spending money on something or doesn't involve investing, then what we can do instead is tell our friends, tell our colleagues, tell our family members about what it is that we want to do. As we tend to be a lot more accountable when we have others asking us about our progress, it can be a really, really good way to help keep our discipline strong. As a lack of discipline is up there with the most common reasons that we don't pursue our goals, along with self-belief, expecting others to do the work for us, and also by believing that the first setback is actually the end of the road, not just a little bump in the road. So when we lack discipline or self-belief, it can be that we perhaps feel unworthy of success. When this has happened to me before, it kind of feels like my nerves or my fear are, in inverted commas, trying to save me from failure. But in reality, they're just holding me back from my potential and probable successes. A goal of mine was to begin this podcast, but my microphone sat in the cupboard for six months before I recorded my first episode as I lacked self-belief in what I had to share and the discipline to make the time to get started on this project. However, now I've left those feelings behind and I've been able to really get my teeth into this project and I'm starting to see it with a far more open mind and a lot more clarity and I'm enjoying the process and the evolution of it. So when we give ourselves a chance and we leave our fears, nerves and insecurities in the cupboard instead of our goals, everything becomes much, much more possible. If we want something badly enough, we have to be conscious of the uphill journey that we're going to be undertaking. We're always going to come across people that have no interest or no investment or interest in us, people who want to make things more difficult and people that are going to test our patience. It can seem like there's a solid brick wall between us and our goals when this happens, but I think these moments, these tests that we have, they are there to strengthen our resolve. It's like the universe is asking us, how much do you really want this? We have to respond to this with a positive attitude, positive actions. And this way the universe will start to remove those walls brick by brick, making it much easier or more comfortable for us to really push towards that goal that we have set ourselves. Ultimately though, we are the ones driving on our quest to succeed. We need to regularly remind ourselves why this is our goal. And keep that original inspiration and keep that original desire burning and alive by thinking about why it became our goal in the first place and how we're going to feel when we achieve it can be a really, really powerful sensation. There's a lot of science now that has backed visualization techniques to help guide us to success. 
Think of how often we say, for example, I knew this was going to happen when something goes wrong. It seems that we are always more than happy to accept that we can predetermine a negative fate. So why not predetermine or visualize positive fates? Why not work on changing that chip in our brain to work for us, not against us? Because when we start supporting ourselves and being nicer, being kinder to ourselves, we enjoy being in our own minds far, far more. It becomes a much more friendly neighborhood that we can live in that way. Very often, for example, when I finish an ice bath, I will literally say out loud to myself, well done, mate. It might sound a bit silly, but it's recognition for having set out on, started and completed a goal that I wanted to achieve. If we go through life ignoring our successes, be them big or small, we don't realize that we actually succeed regularly and on a daily basis at things that really are challenging. When we are more conscious of this, it gives us the confidence in the future to take on other challenges as we know that we are more than capable to overcome them. If you've not read it, I really recommend reading Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. It talks about taking responsibility for what we want to achieve and how we can manifest it into our lives through visualization. When we send like positive energy to a goal, it makes it way more attractive to us to work on and to dedicate time to. It helps us to stop giving attention to any doubts that we have and instead focus on encouraging that feeling that this really is something that we can make happen. When we visualize, we're training our mind, if you will, to be ready for what we need to do in order to achieve something. It's almost like giving our mind a peek behind the curtain so it has a rough idea of what's in store and that there are less surprises for it. Tony Robbins, who most of you may already know as a famous coach and motivational speaker, does what he calls a 10 minute priming exercise each morning where he will channel his energy to create or visualize the ideal conditions for his day. By being in charge of his own emotions and feelings, he feels like he's more able to then go about things in a positive way. If you've not seen his documentary on Netflix, I Am Not Your Guru, you really should check it out. It's pretty wild, and whether his methods are to your taste or to your liking or not, it's really, really hard to say that what he's doing isn't working for him and those that seek his support. So I really, really recommend that you, that you give it a watch. It's very, very inspiring and very, very entertaining as well. I myself actually have a similar way of ending and starting my day. So before I go to bed, I will tell myself that I'm going to sleep well and I'm going to wake up happy and I'm going to wake up feeling rested. And then when I do wake up, I tell myself that I'm going to have a good day and I'm going to interact with kind and interesting people and that I'm going to be energetic and, and useful of service. So for me, by removing this negativity from my vocabulary, it makes it far easier to think and visualize positively. I found an old notepad recently from 2018 and in it I had written my goals for 2019 and one of them just simply said, think about what union power is. So I had the name in my mind for a while but that's all it was, it was just a name floating about in my mind. I needed to begin visualising it, dedicating time to it to be able to create it and to make it more of a reality. So by when we write our goals down, and I really recommend doing this with a pen and a piece of paper, they become way more 
um, tangible and easier to formulate and harder to ignore when we do it this way. Telling ourselves what we want instead of burying it inside of ourselves gives it more daylight and it needs that daylight to be able to grow into something real and not just become a lost thought in our minds. My whole life, I've had something of a obsessive personality. This has had many benefits as the obsessive nature can be really helpful. As for me, it makes me want to learn more about a certain interest that I've, that I've got, that I've developed to be able to better understand it. The thing to watch out for though, when you have an obsessive personality or an obsessive nature like, like I do, is that we have to be conscious enough to keep the balance and the perspective. Because sometimes being obsessed with something doesn't necessarily mean it's possible. We have to have that clarity and that perspective. In my case, I have to often remind myself as well of the story of the tortoise and the hare. I've got to trust the process and allow what will be to be and just play my part as well as I possibly can to get the desired goal if it's possible. Because we can't force anything to happen or if, if we try to, we usually end up having a more detrimental effect than a positive one. So if we overdo it, we just end up burning ourselves out, which will dampen our enthusiasm for our goal. It's like many things in life where it's okay in small quantities, but it's bad for us if we consume in excess. So the obsessive nature, this mentality for achieving a goal has to be kept in check and has to be kept in some kind of perspective. When we give our brain a specific goal and not a vague one, it goes into what is called pursuit mode. So this is something where the brain can really, really work on it and it can find the best possible ways to help guide us in the right direction. Our brains love a challenge, right? And if you think about it, we generally come to life when we have to find an answer to a question or to a problem. Think about a time where maybe you couldn't find the right word in a sentence. We usually end up laughing and smiling because we can't believe that our brain in our native language can't find a word we've used a thousand times for a sentence. Or another example, for example, is like in a whodunit style TV show or film, we really enjoy letting our brain kind of run wild and come up with theories and possible plot lines. But this can only work when you give your brain a specific goal. If you give it something really, really loose, it and us together can end up becoming really, really lost. This is why lots of people talk about having a smart goal. If you're not familiar with this, I recommend checking it out. It means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So by giving our mind something that is specific and that is measurable and that gives us a time frame, it makes it far, far easier for us and our brains to work together to work towards it. I spoke to someone once, and I'll never forget this, about how keeping our brains engaged and invested in what we want to do and how we can try and stay present. And he told me that for him, the best way of staying present was to be working towards his future, but not by living in it. He went on to explain to me that to know where he wants to be in a year's time, he needs to know where he wants to be in five years time. And to know where he wants to be in five years time, he also needs to know what his 10 year goal is from now. The example he gave me was that when he was 30 years old, he decided that by the time he was 40, he wanted to live at the beach. So he then thought to himself, okay, if I want to be at the beach in 10 years, where do I need to be in five years? 
And he decided that in five years' time, he needed to be on the road to being more financially independent to make that 10-year goal possible. So in a year's time, he realised he had to be in a career that he enjoyed that would help him over the following years work towards that financial independence. And the great thing about this is he was 41 years old when we spoke and he was talking to me in his beach house. So I really reckon this guy might be onto something. So what I want to do now is I want to invite each of you who are listening to this over the next few days, think about where do you want to be in 10 years time from now? So where does that mean that you ought to be in five years time? And therefore, where do you need to be this time next year? Write it down like a map, do it like a dot to dot timeline and think about how you can start working towards each step and making those steps become more and more possible and more and more real. Whatever your goal is, I want you to know that you are capable of achieving it. Be kind to yourself on the journey and enjoy the ride and the lessons that you're going to learn along the way. So to end today's episode, here are six points that I want to share that can help make our goals more achievable. Number one, write down what our goal or goals are and have a flexible and open mind to allow ourselves to flow with that natural progression and the natural evolution of our ideas. Number two, know from the get-go that we are going to face some tests along the way, even some tests before we even begin. We can't let this deter us or make us throw in the towel. We've got to stand strong and get over those obstacles, be stronger than our strongest excuses. Number three, be disciplined and hold ourselves accountable. Dedicate the time, dedicate the thought to our goals. Some progress is way better than no progress. Be it just a single word or an idea on a piece of paper or a lot, lot more. Progress is progress. Number four, visualize what we want to keep our motivation high and to know where we're headed. Bruce Lee famously said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So in the same way, we must practice this on our journey to our goals over and over and over again in our minds. Number five, enjoy the challenge. Enjoy the process and enjoy every success that we have on that road to our end goal. Thrive under the pressure and grow stronger and wiser and more knowledgeable each day. And lastly, number six, by removing negativity from our vocabularies. Remind ourselves every night and every morning what a great time it is to be working towards our dreams and that we are always more than capable and deserving of success and we are always one step closer than we were the day before. So thank you all ever so much for joining me again today for this episode of the Union Power Coaching Podcast. I really hope that you found it helpful. I hope that you can apply some of what I spoke about today to working towards your goals. So please do let me know on social media at Union Power Coaching what your goals are and where you're currently at on the road to achieving them. Please subscribe to these podcast channels, wherever you're listening to this, whichever platform you're on, please do feel free to share this with people that you think would enjoy it, that you think would benefit from it. It means so, so much to me. Until next Wednesday for the midweek meditation, stay focused. You've got this. Goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.